I, I'll, I'll share my experience and Perfect. people can do whatever they want with it. But, you know, for me, um, before selling, I, and this is going to sound so trite, but I, I created a vision board. I literally was like, you know what? I, I'd been working with companies in my own and I'd seen the power of kind of mission and vision and values. And when I put all those things in place, everything changed for my company for maybe, you know, I probably put that in in like 2009, you know, 10, 11. And I'm like, I, I got to do this for myself. It's working so well for the company. Like, wh why not do it for me? Right. Which seems, you know, logical now. But at the time it was like, uh, crap. So I did that. And right. I created a vision board and I will say this in retrospect, tons of aspirational things that I had no clue how it was going to happen. It happened faster than I ever dreamed. I, it blew me away. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. Alrighty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg. You have reached Habits to Goals. Today we have an extraordinary entrepreneur, a man who has built and sold multiple companies. He is an advisor. He sits on multiple boards, I believe. Yes. He is a consultant. He is an author, soon to be, and he's just an all-around great man. In fact, you could call him a good man. Drew Goodmanson, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me and uh, appreciate the intro. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's great to have you in the studio. I appreciate you coming out, making time. Thank you so much. Um, so I touched on it in the open. You are a phenomenal entrepreneur, but what I didn't mention pre- pre-discussion uh, here is we like to kick off the show with something called the GTR, which is the Good Things Report. Got it. So to make it easy, I can go first or you can go first. It's just something good that has happened today or yesterday or top of mind or something you may be doing in the near future. Yep. So again, I, you've got some ideas. You do. Yeah. Can Would I do more like than one? Would you? Yeah, sure. Perfect. Absolutely. So number one, uh, <laughs> I just got a text back that a group of my friends and I are, they've all committed to helping uh, build part of an orphanage in Mexico with Cortisone de Villa. So that is exciting. And it's something that I've, uh, I've been wanting to do. So there's five of us uh, that are all going to go down and we're going to build an infant center. So I should have said that in the open. You are a tremendous philanthropist and... <laughs> And say that name again. Cortisone de Vida. Cortisone so they Vida. work with about 15 orphanages in Mexico. And they, the thing I like about them is they start at birth all the way through funding people through college. And then those people graduate and give back. And so it isn't just solving the problem of like, you know, let's give them a home. Right. It is actually this full circle. So the... Several of the people that are now running the organization were raised in these very orphanages. So it's uh, to me that that goes a long way. So that that and, was exciting. And that that has been around for many years. Yeah. And when did Do you, you remember get involved? Big Mike Anderson? Yes. So he used to go like over oh, yeah, a decade yeah, yeah. ago. I he sponsors was, a college yeah, and kid. And we've interviewed Big Mike. And he does this. So uh, a bunch of my he friends have. He was one have. of our first interviews. There you go. So so look up that old okay. interview and okay. uh, and he's your man. Yeah. So I'm excited. We're going to do a trip down. Um, it's, it's, it's exciting. So I'm taking my kids down there more right. often right. and families. You know, I think it's important for for me and for us to kind of, it's so close. It's across this invisible line, you know, what, 20 minutes away. You mean the wall. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah the wall, right? And, and, but it's it's this invisible line right. in that, you know, if you're born on one side, you won the, the birth lottery, lottery and, right. if you, you know, on the other. So, and, and so good for the kids. Yeah. Incredible. All right. Well, that's yeah. one. Yeah. So number wow. two, We're still on one. which, which is, right. I'm going to say is bittersweet. Yep. Uh, uh, I am not an outdoors guy. Uh, but tomorrow, well, I'll go on occasion, but tomorrow, 
I have a trailer that's being pulled up in the desert for me, set up so that I could take my son ATV driving for the whole weekend. That's super rad. Yeah, we're gonna, that's gonna, super rad. Gonna leave around noon. Be careful, please. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, careful for anybody, but if, if you're self-described, sure. yeah, we will give warning guy. shots out that no so one should be near us. You but have ATVs, or you're renting them, or we're doing like a razor, so it's gonna have the whole Great. side by side thing. He, and so my son's 13 this, this month, and so this the is his younger. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Roman is Roman. 13, so this is the. Uh, you know, you're turning 13. Let's get you out there. Just dad and son weekend. That's so, amazing. so that's the older, the, the eldest. So yeah. And then the third, which is the, <laughs> the eldest. Wow. Um, I should have known Goodmanson was going to have three GTRs. The, it the, just fits so perfectly. <laughs> my oldest. So I'm, I'm in a kind of in between, you know, I, I get the luxury of taking time off when I want. And so sure. I'm taking time off. So I get to eat lunch with my son. I'm running in the morning with him. We go on walks at night uh, to the oldest as well. So that's been incredible. So incredible. so I just had lunch with my son who brings friends home and I get to eat lunch and then we is, read things and talk not, about is it. Is he not at school? <laughs> so they we live in right. Coronado, right, right, right. a couple blocks from school. Right. And so they get school uh, is okay. open so they can walk home. That's brilliant. Yeah, and we're running a couple of miles in the morning. We're walking at night. Living the dream. Dude, I'm telling so, you, all that is good news living, to me. Living the dream. I, you know, if there was a Entrepreneur Hall of Fame. Come on now. I think, you'd be in it. No, you'd be in it. <laughs> um, either the San Diego or the Coronado one. Maybe well, maybe that's our next, our next mission. All right. Well, mine is not as... As extraordinary as that, but it does remind me it's a bit future future looking. Yeah, taking wifey to San Francisco. Nice. Yes, she apparently, and I'm not even sure how this is possible. She hasn't been there, and it's crazy to me because I've been there. I don't know, half dozen or a dozen times, and one of my best men lives there. And then she kind of let that slip out that she's never been there. And I'm like, for Valentine's Day, well, which done. is coming up. Well, yeah, yeah. So I'm feeling pretty good about that's that. That's pretty cool. And, and of course, she helps with the, the editing here, so she'll hear nice. this. <laughs> well, I grew up in Oakland across from San Francisco, so it's a, she's, man, right. what, what fun. Wait, say so you grew up there? In Oakland. That's, you must be reading off my sheet. So that's where we're going to go. So yes. that's my GTR, bringing her up to the Bay Area. We're going to do a little, yes, little Valentine's Day weekend. Wonderful. Um, so, Drew, yes. like I said, you're reading off my sheet. Let's bring it all the way back. Because you said, what the hell are we going to talk about? I said, we could go <laughs> at least a half dozen different directions. Um, you could do a whole season just with me now. And and I said, the primary <laughs> thing is, yeah, yeah. it was just going to be about you. <laughs> so, in order to set the table, help us understand, Drew apparently grew up in Oakland. Yes. In the main streets. So, so... Give us a feel for where you went to high school, what you were studying, what, how you ultimately, like where you went to school, how you transitioned into entrepreneurship. Yes. So, I yeah. You I, were a San Diego guy growing up. No, no. I, I met, my wife is from right. San Diego, but I grew up in Oakland. Wow. And, uh, you know, we lived, um, you know, there's Lake Merritt and then you know, there's Lakeshore and then off Lakeshore, we lived on a street called Long Ridge. That was kind of getting, you know, maybe a little, you know, up a hill, right? It was up in the foothills. Uh, Oakland, I think, you know, as my mom would say, is, is if you could, you know, be born and raised in Oakland, you can live anywhere because of the <laughs> right. intensity, the diversity, the, you know, just the life skills of, of living in a city where, you know, there's places that uh, were more dangerous than others. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, you just learned a lot. Right. Um, so that, that was, uh, you know, a great experience. Just navigating. What, what did you, where'd you go to high school? So I went to a school called Bishop O'Dowd, Is that which a, was a Catholic uh, okay, school. So private school. Yeah. If I had <laughs> gone to public school. Right. No, I, I'm just I, saying that. So, so I was a, yeah, no one in my neighborhood went to public school or right. if they did, they're dead. Got but it. yeah, oh, it, Jesus. I mean, they had, you know, uh, metal detectors right. and right, all that right, kind right. of stuff. Right, right. So good. The my main... sister went for a while, and then my parents said, hmm, I think we're going to, for these... Right, maybe change it up. Maybe change it up. And what was your, uh, what were your parents doing? So my dad, he, smart guy, you know, got an MBA from Wharton, and then wow. he was in compensation management. Okay. 
for Pacific Bell, AT&T, blah, blah, blah. And he basically, yeah, determined what different people should get paid was a big part of his job. You know, if you're climbing a pole or if you're an executive, <laughs> like, right. you know, what, what, you know, what is that worth? Sure. Yeah. Got it. So very smart guy. You say MBA? MBA. MBA. Wharton. And mom? So mom was stay at home mom Good. much of the time. Great. And then because of the cost, uh, you know, they made a lot of sacrifices to get, you know, private school, et cetera, to you know, get sure. us through. So she, you know, she went back and substitute teach, uh, taught and, you know, and then, and then, uh, you know, did odds and ends to, so that we could survive. Right. And you had brothers and sisters. I had an, I was the youngest of three. I have an Ooh. older sister and a middle brother. Well, the best part about this, so I've probably known you close to 10 years. Yeah. And, and what I was really looking forward to is I didn't, I, I don't think I've known this backstory. So this is fantastic. So that's high school. Yeah. How do you work your way to San Diego? Is, is that where you go to college or where do you go to college? All right. So I <laughs> was, my, so my mom used to say when I was a kid that I either was going to be a preacher or in prison. Perfect. I was a very uh, stubborn, uh, you know, strong-willed child. Great. And I definitely was like, when I graduated from high school, I'm like, I'm getting the f out of here. I'm going I'm to prison. <laughs> well, I'm kidding. Inadvertently, right, maybe right, we'll, right, we'll right, get right. there. But uh, I only applied to schools out of state because I'm like, I need to, I need to get out and kind of be on my own. I applied up to UW, Colorado, and University of Oregon. And for just a variety of reasons, I decided to go to University of Oregon. And so I went up to the, the Northwest and uh, went the to pack Northwest. Yeah. I went to, to where, the, where the cold North wind blows. Dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, I went to Eugene, Oregon and it's literally, I, I think the first six months after I got there, like these clouds came in and then stayed for six months. And I mean, being from California yeah, and seeing the sun, I, we, like the California kids, we would just huddle together at parties and we're just talking <laughs> just about cry. like not killing each yeah. other. I mean, it was like, this is insane. Good. It was depressing. And but what kind of student were you in college? So at University of Oregon, I was on a trajectory toward prison uh, <laughs> through my parting. And uh, my sophomore year, I realized through a, a, a series of events that there's no way I could stay at Oregon oh, and, really? and actually like succeed succeed <laughs> well that takes great insight I mean, well, a lot of people it, it never took, come to that conclusion yeah so so at that point you're looking to transfer i i transferred up to seattle and i went to uh, seattle pacific up, uh -huh. in, uh, up in seattle seattle pacific yeah small liberal <laughs> arts that, christian okay school. liberal arts christian school yeah so you were a moderate student and then Things improved. <laughs> I yeah. So at University of Oregon, it was what's the least I can do right. to maintain the decent enough grades, but not cramp. You know, right? My party beer pong. <laughs> you know, right? You know, or whatever it is. You got it. You got a beer pong reputation. Well, we we, we right. played other games, but yes, right. So there was a there was a little. It was all about that. Was the priority was having fun and partying, and that trajectory was the and one that I was changed on. when you got to Pacific. Yes. So I, I said, hey, I'm going to take, uh, you know, no, no more of these uh, uh, things are going to be part of my life. And, right. and I just needed a, a little okay. bit of a reboot. Okay. So what, what are you studying at the business the liberal arts? Yeah, business. Both at that? Oregon and, okay. and uh, Seattle was business. Okay. So I'm assuming you graduate. I you did. You leave there. How do you end up in San Diego? So San, I, Diego. San Diego. So I graduated. And by the way, I will say this. Thank you. Thank you. I graduated. Um, I worked for six months at a corporation and literally hit a wall. And I was like, I am so And you're depressed. still up there. I'm up point. in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, I got it. And I basically realized that my life was going to be hell. If you were in a cubicle. I, I was living <laughs> the cubicle dream. Right. And yeah. so um, through, th through some events, I... I started my first company six months out of college because I'm like, I cannot work for anyone else. And, and so, uh, I started a company. Um, I built that up what, and what kind of company was it? So it was a call center staffing and recruiting company. And in 1996, I started it. So what, 
and apologies for yeah. cutting you off. You may go there, you may not. So I want to know where was usually there's some sort of need that yeah. comes across your radar and you, you find a way to fill it and then it turns into an opportunity or a business or yeah. I like, so how did, what's the spark? All right. So because my dad was in human resources and I didn't know anything different about business, I went into human resources as a recruiter ah. and I recruited for a, a company called uh, the PC zone and Mac zone. Uh, they have catalogs. Dude, the zones. Stacks of those. I know we used I to all have them, them right? Yeah. So I worked for them. They had about 800 people and I was a recruiter and I recruited, you know, class after class of inbound sales, outbound account managers, tech support, customer service left and right. And I realized, okay, I'm really good at this. I'm horrible at all the administration right. and reporting into people because I don't like having a boss. So uh, I said, well, I could just go do this on my own because I know how to do these things. Got it. And that's what, and I knew there was a need. You knew there was a need. Well, yes. Or did you happen to bring one or two of your accounts with you? <laughs> well, I was um, I was going to fulfill things for uh, the company I had been Got left, right. you know, and, and, and was going to do it that way. And, you know, I think through a series of events that didn't quite work out the way I had intended. Right. And Got so it. there was a setback. Got it. Um, so I scrambled and I will tell you, I worked day and night for weeks to basically go land new business and I'd have to land it. And then race out and fulfill it. it, And then land. And I was like on this hamster wheel, which was, uh, I mean, at one point I got sick and I couldn't even get out of bed because I had been working, you know, 15, 20 hours. What what was the name of that company? So that was called the Fulcrum Group. (laughs) That's so awesome. (laughs) Yes. And then uh, in 1996, probably about three months after I started it, I pursued and ended up landing a growing company in Seattle at the time called Amazon.com. And, uh, and so that was, uh, ridiculous. Yeah. That's going to help expedite, yeah. uh, accelerate, I should say well, I your think, growth. Yeah. Over the next two years, I grew to several offices and a team of people and I hired 435 people for Amazon. In fact, the, I would hire customer service Talk reps for them. In the right place at the right exactly. time. Well, I mean, not that you didn't, and you busted your eye. You just said you were working sixty-hour weeks. Yeah. Well, so at it that didn't point, I, accidentally. Yeah, but at that point, I started. I could start hiring people to run it all. But to work at Amazon and customer service, you needed to have a twelve hundred SAT score minimum to even work in customer service. That's amazing. That was not easy, but. The first class I put in, within a year, their stock options were worth a half million dollars. So these, you know, recent college grads basically all had, you know, were, were off to the races. And so, and I think a lot of them have gone on and, and you know, sure. are in leadership and have grown with the company, which is which is a pretty cool thing. That is phenomenal. So how do you end up in San Diego? In San Diego. Okay. So um, I met. And by the way, you sell fulcrum or I sell it. Uh, I wish I'd known more, Amazon but I sell, I sell it and kind of get a okay. revenue payout. Okay, got it. And then I started dot com and I, I invest in that and raise some money and I went down you to the dot com. A dot com. Yeah. It was, uh, okay. um, back in the day we yeah. had like people had like sock puppets sure, and, sure. and would raise Pets. millions of dollars. Com. Yeah. So you, you do all that kind of stuff. So I started a dot com at looking at how to integrate the internet with shopping centers. Um, <laughs> So what, what e-commerce now they call it what, online right. to offline, right, right, right. right? So how do you drive local people to the shopping center rather you know, they were all concerned that the mall was going to be dead in 1998. You know, right. When we started. Oh, yeah. yeah. So then I did not, that busted. The way I came to San Diego is my wife and I were walking around a place called Green Lake up in Seattle mm. and like the, the, the dot-com bust had happened, you know, so we were shutting down the dot-com. And so she was already up there? She was already I there. I thought she was a San Diego. She moved up to Seattle Philly. for a few years. Oh, got it. And that's where I met her. And then we, Phenomenal. halfway around the walk, just said, let's move. Like, why do we live here? Yeah, and she's like, I know of a better place. Well, we had visited, and I'm like, <laughs> I visited once. I'm like, this place exists? Yeah, like, right. well, like, how does everyone not live here? Shh. Yes. Oh, sorry. Which is probably what's driving the real estate prices up. But I... It blows my mind. Like, like, don't, don't. there's like Minnesota right. and Michigan oh, and, and they're all awesome places. They, but I mean, yes. you, you know, you visit here and you're like, this is the, the best place <laughs> on earth. Okay. So you, I thought the story was going to go something like you, you come down here, you meet her, but you met her up yes. there. Yes. 
So I, I said it from the open, there's at least a half dozen different directions to go. And it sounds like more businesses than I even knew of. One of the things that stands out for me, Drew, is your faith. Yeah. And I believe one of the last companies, my understanding, and it could be wrong, is is it was it was not just around that faith, but how to serve. I think it was ministries or yeah. other churches, yeah. and and it was this collision or intersection, to put it more gently, yeah. of of technology and and your faith and and filling the gap as it relates to what the opportunity is, what they needed. So talk about what's, what was that company? Yeah. So that was Monk Monk development. And we built a product called Ecclesia 360, which is uh, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Which okay. is, uh, uh, was the Latin term for church. Okay. And so that product we had, you know, thousands of churches using our technology. And, uh, thousands of churches. And, but and there's 350,000 churches. No, I get North it. But what are they doing with the, so it, it managed like, uh, when they, you know, put on events or had small groups or, or so did it, a sermon, like we managed all the media, all the website, all of the so kind of the online portion of how any they, of the back end, the CRM, like donations. We did do donations, uh, small groups, okay. you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and where was, how, where was the opportunity there? How did you see that that's where you wanted to get involved and serve? I helped start a handful of churches. And in that process, I just was like, man, the, the tools that they're having to use suck. Got and it. so a lot of it was like, okay, I'm going to build something to Better. make this super simple. Because this is powerful stuff. And then once you built it and a couple of people liked it and it became refined, you yes. realized, hey, we should reach out to other churches and and I think once I knew I was, was gonna it, build it, right. I was like, We're gonna this this is a company. Great. Yeah. And then but sales were I'm guessing somewhat organic and then also there was a, a direct sales approach. My first approach was to get designers who already had it market penetration mm. to use our technology. And so we sold and, you know, through design companies. Got it. So like I did, you know, over a million dollars with the first client I landed, wow. uh, who, right. who already was selling to churches, a group called church plant media, and they already had the whole presence and established, you know, thing, but they were doing macro media, dream weaver, local installs right. for, for churches. And I'm like, dude, move to the cloud. Right. And so we built a cloud Based system, and we did a lot of things right way ahead of the time. We had we built like before there was even like REST APIs and things like that. We we built our whole system to do things that we needed with all of these things that later and out you know became like the only way to do it. So we just did a lot of things right. We picked the right thing. And where I'm going back to that yep. comment from your mother. Yes. Prison. Yeah. Or preacher. Yeah. Where 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 did the the uh, the needle tip tri- tip so back that sophomore back. year in college uh-huh. you know so so I mean I had been you know I'd been taken sure. in Oakland to jail but I was able to get away and out of it uh, wait say that again <laughs> well I mean like okay I, I, I well, yeah, had, we don't need to get yeah, anyway but that's fine that's the whole you got story. an up close yeah view I mean of you know I was a right. professional card counter so oh, I have yeah. a lot of we're those, gonna go there we right. have a lot of things that you know that I probably have done that, we're gonna go there which there, by the way isn't illegal and it has gone to the Supreme Court so we're gonna talk about that and and then so I have that side and I definitely Definitely, that's the parting and everything I was right. doing. I was moving towards. I was either, I'm either going to be dead or sure. you know this is going to be good. And that sophomore year, I decided, hey, I, I've got to do this reset. Clean and at that point, you know, I, I, I transformed. So you transform, and what does that look like? Does that mean you start going to church? You start reading more of the Bible? <laughs> What's yeah. Um, you know, in the beginning of that transformation, I think it was just an internal spiritual awakening that changed who and how I saw myself. I didn't know how to act at that point. I remember going, you know, the first weekend at at the new college, I'm like, like I had never been on a weekend without going out and do a cake party or done something. So I was like, what do you do with your hands here? Like, (laughs) yeah. What do you guys do? Like, and and it was, uh, you know, I signed an agreement at the school basically not to drink. And I'm like, look at, if I sign the agreement, I'm not going to do it. So I didn't. And, and it was like, 
How, yeah, I, you I don't know. Start drinking like, Klaus. I don't know what you do, right? So it, it, I had to learn certain behaviors, you know, or right. people, you know, observe what new was going habits. On. New habits. New habits. Exactly. I wasn't as sophisticated to, to you know call them those things, but yeah, I kind of created <laughs> new ways, right. replaced old things that I. Right. You know, so rather than you know partaking in certain you know activities, right. it was like, oh, here's new activities I'm going to do. Okay, so now we're going to jump back. Yeah. So so you exit. My understanding is Monk was sold. Yeah, we sold it in 2015. So, and we're in 2019, yeah. so a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. And and today, you're you're all those things I said at the open. You're you're advising companies. You're you're doing some consulting. You're sitting on maybe a board or two, and you're eating lunch with your kids and running with them. Yeah. So and going to places like Egypt, yes, I think I saw that Jordan, that was Jordan. Yeah, we, we went on the world tour with our kids. So we did Greece, Turkey, Jordan, Egypt, and Israel last summer, and then the time before we went, uh, year before we went, Italy, Spain, France, the Rock of Gibraltar, Monaco, and uh, Africa. Give me one, just the first thing, pot, top of mind highlight. Of to me, one of those trips. Egypt was the biggest surprise, right. and and I think I I didn't. And there was no panic about safety, so to speak. I mean, obviously, I Oakland. Zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that preparation? No, right. Um, I, I don't. I think I was like exp- wanting. You and, guys were riding camels. Yeah, riding camels in front of pyramids, right? So yeah, we and we had a private guy taking our family Perfect. around. I also took my parents on the whole trip, which was delightful. Oh, and that is delightful. We went. We had this tour guide take us to like these three pyramids it was like the black the red and this and that and and, and no other person was there i mean yeah, it literally because because, yeah <laughs> well they went from 14 go. million annual wow, visitors yeah. down to one after right. the you know the, the down the, to the goodmansons well it had gone back up to four but right. it was incredible i felt like i felt like we were getting private, a private yeah. tour and we, and we literally were climbing in and around these pyramids and it was like i'm freaking you know indiana right. jones here sure which was amazing that is absolutely amazing. It's a lot of fun. Totally stunning. Yeah. yeah. So now if I'm listening to yes. this, I'm thinking I'm a believer. I'm sold on DG. Yeah. And he has some nuggets, some wisdom. So so I think the the and I have some standard questions I'd love to yeah. ask. What somebody's listening right now. Yeah. And this is not one of the standard questions, but I'm going to ask it. They feel like they don't know where to start. They could be 45. They could be 25. They may be 55. Um, how about it? And, they, and you're saying start, yeah, they don't know where to start. Like they like they want to change their life. Yeah, they want to improve. They want their to. Life. They want to improve. They want yeah. to change. They they're looking for something different. They're looking for. All right, just a quick time out. I want to make sure you know about the free habit tracking slash building template that I will send to you right away. All you have to do is text 33444. That is 33444 and simply text the word habits. That's right. Habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, to 33444, and I'll get you your free habit tracking slash building template right away. Now let's get back to this amazing interview. I, I'll, I'll share my experience, and Perfect. people can do whatever they want with it. But you know, for me, um, before selling, I and this is going to sound so trite, but I, I created a vision board. I literally was like, you know what? I, I'd been working with companies in my own and I'd seen the power of kind of mission and vision and values. And when I put all those things in place, everything changed for my company for maybe, you know, I probably put that in in like 2009, you know, 10, 11. And I'm like, well, I, I got to do this for myself. It's working so well for the company. Like, wh- why not do it for me? Right. Which seems you know, logical now, but at the time it was like uh, crap. So I did that and I created a vision board. 
I mean, it was unbelievable. That's the high five over the mic. So, <laughs> so here's here's the thing, yeah. and I'm so glad you you started there. Yeah. Um, we we talk about it a lot on the show. Some of the mind bullets are just dedicated to vision. Yeah. A few a few episodes ago, we were talking about this quote. Brian Tracy loves to say clarity is eighty percent of success, and I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's eighty percent, fifty percent, seven. It's it's very important. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't and, know where you're going, you'll right, never get there. Right, right. right. So so um, all right. The natural follow up to that, and the things I don't always ask is, so I don't speaking on behalf of perhaps a listener. I'm not either sure what that vision looks like. We nobody can necessarily help them with that. Mm-hmm. But the next thing is, it seems to me that the challenge comes the belief. In other words, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to Egypt with my family. Yeah. Like, that's a really far-off vision. And then they're like, but I don't I don't believe that. So mm-hmm. where does that come from? Where does the belief come <laughs> yeah. from? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would break the vision down into sizable, believable nuggets. Okay. So, like, like for, for me, at the time I was running this company, and I, and I you know, Monk, and when I created it, and I wanted to buy a home in Coronado and homes there are not cheap. And I wanted it big enough to have sure. community and all these kind of things. I'm like, how the crap am I going to be able to do this? Um, but, you know, I think just through making smaller decisions along the way, it, you know, it gets you to that. So, I, you know, those are the things that, that, you know, that I do is I just would chunk it out or whatever you call it. No, I love it. So you got vision and then, you know, beginning with the end in mind, so to speak. Yep. And then, and then you're backing up and saying, well, a million might be good, but, but if we're not doing 50,000, let's, let's, how let's, do we get right. from 50 to a hundred, right, right, right? right? How right. do we, you know, what, yeah. you know, so you, you, I think you, you focus on a shorter term realistic thing that you believe that you think you can do. Perfect. Yeah. So like I said, that was kind of going off the board, but yep. I'm glad I asked that. Back to the board. Mm-hmm. The question is, how do you, even DG has tough days, right? Mm-hmm. So so how do you battle through tough days when things are going sideways, bad things happen? Um, I like to understand how people, we, I should say, we like to understand how people get through a, a rough patch. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, some observations, you know, would be, I'm not great at tough days. I think a lot of times I don't always catch myself in those tough days until they've passed. You know <laughs> what I mean? And you're like, shit, today was well, that's tough. That's nice. Yeah. Right? So, so you know, one <laughs> Ignore thing. Ignore them. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I wish right. that I had, a, you know, uh, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'll get to this. I'm learning the things that trigger me that help me in, even have an indication that it is a tough day. So I think the first thing that I think about is like, um, you know, there's, there's, there can be a lot of shitty days in life, right? You know, that come and, and a lot of it is, you know, how do you look at it? You know, what, you know, there's, there's a lot of factors in that, but you know, one for me is to understand what things trigger me. So it's not just a tough day because I don't mind tough days when it's a challenge, maybe at work or whatever. You know, you know, I think that brings the best out of us. Right. So a lot of it, if it's at work, you know, you know, if it's a relational tough day, those are the ones that are the worst for me because well, that's harder. It's, it's crazy that you say that. So I was just reflecting on that. If, if 80% of success is clarity, 80% of tough days, probably 90 is, is, at least from my experience, is, is around relationships. Yeah. Um, yes. And so I used to have a lot more tough days, and a lot of it was because I didn't know myself. I didn't know what triggered me. I didn't have the tools. I didn't understand how to maybe under, you know have the questions with either my wife or a friend or someone where we had a tough right. day to understand intentions behind it. And you know, so just because you you know I'm receiving the way you talk to me didn't mean that that wasn't your intention. Right. And so you know, leaning into all of those things, um, I for me I'm a withdrawer. So if I usually have a tough day emotionally, I like to shut down and right. wall off and protect. And I'm learning I have to do the opposite behavior in many ways and, and lean into that problem and say, sure. Hey, uh, let's talk about it. Like here, I'm feeling this way. And, and, and instead of withdrawing and holding that in, I ask this later, but, but as it relates to relationships and that sort of thing, cause I think that's so important. 
the the other thing I'm reflecting on right now is they did that long term study, like a hundred years right. on the happiness, Harvard, or whatever. On happiness. Yeah. Yeah. and 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 the number one, number one factor was relationships. Yeah. So was there because it sounds like you've done some work around this and or resourced yeah. some tools. Is yeah. there any book that comes to mind? Any yes. uh, particular resource, website, book, app? <laughs> so um, around... Man, there's a, there's a couple different angles on this. So I'll hit sure. a, just highlight a couple yeah. things that come to I mind. I know we're tight on time too. So All right. But um, in terms of knowing yourself, I think is the most important part. So the Amen. attachment theory has been very helpful for me to understand... Great. There's four quadrants based on how you were raised this and, and is so born. Freaking valuable! I'm I, so glad. Great job to me. <laughs> Have you? Are you right. familiar with attachment theory? No. Okay. So, <laughs> so basically, either you right. felt loved right. by your parents and had a secure attachment, Got and it. you have a lot of freedom in sure. life because you're healthy, and that's Got a quarter it. of the population. And or you feel like you deserve love, but you're not getting it. it, and so it's very insecure. Or you are getting love, but it doesn't land, and so right. you're very anxious. So there's these four quadrants. And what's crazy, yeah. and I shouldn't even be interjecting because for several reasons, but but I'm guessing when it comes to relationships that opposites from different quadrants might attract. <laughs> or is that not the case? You know, I, I haven't looked at that as much, <laughs> okay. but I will say this. If I was looking for a relationship today, mm. attachment theory is the first thing I would filter any potential person I'm dating or interested in. Because if they don't have a healthy relationship with their parents, uh, you're in for a world of hurt. Well, there's there's an offline conversation we yes. can have. Okay. Yes. So, so, that so that's number how one. you battle through. No, number one is knowing yourself. Right. Yeah. Understand what triggers you. Right. Understanding your protective strategies. So there's a, there's a... I think that was Plato. So the, no, the other no, thing so. I would say is theophostics. Okay. Um, which is basically you create vows when you're a kid. So this resource is called Theophosics. They also How call it transformational it? prayer. Okay. So Theo, T-H-E-O, Fostics, P-H-O-S-T-I-C-S, I believe. And so that basically you walk through these vows. So like, like, uh, like my dad in my relationship with him, I felt like he wasn't going to be able to protect me. I made a vow that I was on my own. Positive of that is it's made me very entrepreneurial and Strong, like I can't work right, for people. Right, right. The downside is I was doing it from a place of fear, not love. And so I had to work through that vow and keep the good of it, but get <laughs> yeah. rid of the fear part because right. that had a scarcity mindset rather than right. an abundance. Great. And so that's uh, the other piece is understanding the vows that you've made that really drive a lot of your decision making. I'm very, very pleased with me for asking these because I know, you know, uh, well, Tony Robbins likes to say success leaves clues. And, and my, my take on that is, is because of your success, you've done a lot of work, as you said, know thyself on yourself first. And so the, the natural thought is what, what were you looking to? What were you doing there? So we'll, we'll come back around to that. How do you define success? Yeah. So <laughs> that's a great question. Um, if I had a nickel. All right. So, so, uh, let me, let me see how this lands. Okay. I believe because of I my believe, faith yeah. that, um, like, like I'm far better than I ever thought possible. Like who I could be. Sure. I have been given by this higher power or sure. of God, right. like everything to be the most amazing human that, 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 that I am designed to be. So success to me is the more I'm living out of that truth and experiencing it. I am successful. The more you're fulfilling your potential. Who I am. Uh, who I, not my potential, who I am. Like my, like, like be like, like this idea right. of like, I talk about freedom is when I, when I can just be, but the best be of who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not the bad habits, not the shitty stuff, right. but really like, like I, I think the gifts I've been given, the, the way that I'm wired, the more I live out of that truth. Right. From a good, like from a pure heart, that is success. Great. I'm just, I'm struggling with the, with the uh, potential part, but I get it. Well, you I think, say, I think, I think the, the what happens is it, when you fo when that's success, then you naturally do really amazing things because you, you're like, like, look at, I think I'm an amazing father, and sure. I, and and that's who I want to be, right. and that's who I, I'm gonna 
choose to be that. Great. So therefore, I spend time with my kids. I right. do all these things. And now I have amazing relationships with my kids. Right. Right. So I focus on who I want to be. Not what I'm going to do or what success looks like outside of myself. It's, it's, it has it, to be inside. It's, well, it's too, oh my goodness. I don't know if I can bring this up right now. I you guess I have issues? to. No, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. On the way here, I'll record Mind Bullets yeah. for a future episode. So one of them, and we're just not going to have time to get into it, is exactly what you touched on so we define success as creating your ideal future yeah. i say we it's me but i'm but saying the other, create the ideal self right well the other thought was that it's a feeling in the now yes and what you just said basically was it's a it's a decision it's a feeling in the now yes so that's good i'm and, gonna and, i'm gonna elaborate and, on that later. no and i think it, it it can't be your future it has to be now and you have to want to believe so it's like i smoked for a while like right. I, I couldn't quit smoking until i decided i just i'm not a smoker i literally my at the core i'm like right. i don't You're, want anyone, an identity it, my identity right. change right and so, um, well, and I think that's a critical component because one thing I should thank you. So there's the habit factor. Yeah. There's the pressure paradox. Yeah. You were very helpful with that. Thank you. That was a little fun. So, but the, the third about. book is, yeah. is the, the inner circle, which we were not going to get into, but it's touching on where you're. And I think you're surrounding going. yourself with, with success to me is also then surrounding yourself with those kind of people. Right. I, I love an author named Fuhrer. Dostoevsky. Yes. And he said to love someone means to see him as God intended him. That's exactly and so I, were, I like if I, I if I can see who like I look at you and I'm like holy crap I, I see them like like all of the things that you have now, holy crap like 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 just how right, right, like right. you know no, what you are right, right? Right, right and and how amazing you are no, and I, I see that God has given nice. you gifts. Right that can impact tens of thousands and if not hundreds of thousands of people and generations to come if you live out of those and Correct. you continue Trying to put yourself effort. out there right, right. to do that, right? right? And I think a lot of people create a box of fear right. and scarcity, like, you know, that sure, idea sure, of, like sure, I sure. said, the, yep. the vows and all yep. that. So what happens is the walls come in on people. Right. But you're, you're constantly pushing yourself to uncomfortable positions to be the best you. I appreciate that. And that's the gift. That's very true. Every day, well, uh, version 5.0 right now. But that's but, the journey, but, which is the beautiful thing. But in a couple thing. weeks, I'm going to be version 5.1. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And, and I think, you know, the danger is to always look at it in the future because I think you actually need to live, like you said, in right. the present. No, I, what I meant is yeah, you're in terms of improving. And improve. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're always a better you yeah. because you're living out of that truth. As long as you're not... The, the, the key in my mind yeah. is not to be so dichotomous that that it's not about the future. It's only about now. Right. Where it's about both. It's about yes. now yeah. and it's about the future. <laughs> True. And, and 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 you know, that's I think having the vision board for me is, yeah. is well, anchoring what it looks perfect. like in the future, yet it my identity is in the present. Beautiful. All right, we'll keep this moving. God, that was awesome. Um so that success, tell us about what you would consider your three or four best habits. Um, so or I, two, you know, whatever top of mind, things that are responsible in, in some part for your success, air quotes. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's what, January, right? So a, 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 one of the rhythms of, of that, that vision board, redoing it every year. And then sitting down um, and really then building out a plan for the year and defining what that year was going to look like so and awesome. describing the year. If this year was the most successful year that I've ever had, I describe it and I kind of use the wheel of life right, the concept. Right. So you're going through the major categories. Exactly. So relationships, yeah. financial. Right. So I can, I can pull this all he's, he's, here's my Here's my vision board personally. You know, and then if I go in, I actually, here's my map of how I do it. I have my vision identity yep. of who I am. I then talk about the goals that I want to do this year and then what that means in terms of like, what am I going to have? How am I going to experience it for all these areas? So I have like 
as a loving father wanting to create is, a legacy. By the way, this is like a 15, 20 page PDF. It He's is. showing me that you're not seeing. A connected husband so, in terms of being vulnerable and intimate and working through my attachment styles and having a shared vision, you know, being free, being spiritual, my desire to think exponentially and challenge myself beyond anything I've thought today. And this beyond. is so extraordinary. So who taught you what, what, there are a few thoughts that come to mind. 95% of the people listening through mm. no fault of their own will take more time planning their vacation than they will their life. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's again, it's not necessarily their fault. My question is what, who taught you that? Where did you learn that? Um, that is such extraordinary detail. It looks like it's hours and hours and hours. And, and the funny thing is, and I say this in one of my courses. So, so even if you were not you, but someone, someone was to spend 40 hours yeah. a whole week just focused on themselves and their plan and their future, who they are, what they're going to improve. That sounds like a lot of time, but it's, it's just a week. Right. Right. So where did you learn that? With you. I think with EO, with this entrepreneur organization, I think that, you know, we all... I feel like you were doing some of that before. Yeah, I was doing some of it, but I think I I refined it and I surrounded myself with people who were lifelong learners who weren't just going to let the world take them on a, you know, on the whatever direction the world had in store for them. Right. And these were people that all said, you know, I want to grow and learn and I'm committed to that. And I think being sharpened by, you know, conversations we've had and everyone else has refined the, the raw ingredients. That is just so special what you've done. And, and again, the, the concept that success, whatever that means to you, is not an accident. So, so here's a guy who's, who's laid out the blueprint, you know, before there's even cement and a foundation, there's, there's a picture. Right. I mean, <laughs> nobody builds a building without first having the architecture exactly. uh, diagram and right. what it's going to look like. Absolutely. So why do we do that with our lives? I, uh, because we're trained not to. Why aren't we learning this in second grade? Because there's no economic right. motivation for oh, the really? schools to teach. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're, no, you're designed to be a cog. You're, right. you're des- so the people in power who all have done what you just said. Well, it's pretty funny that you say Want to exploit I, the rest of the population. I've actually heard, if, if you were to go down the uh, conspiracy theory, that, that schools were built up in the industrial age. Well, it was an assembly where, line where, mentality. Yeah, yeah, right. Where it's just like sit in a box. So, so and, yeah, so most people have been trained to not think for themselves. It just to, drives to me To follow nuts. the program, to check the boxes. And, and basically then, you know, the media and everything, that what they do is they create false tension around politics and everything. And so everything distracts everyone from the real issues of what Which the is fuck is self. my purpose right. in life? And their self. Why am I here? It's like, know thyself. Right. Just so, so, so they're depressed. They're, they're anxious. And then they get angry about like, you know, guns or not guns or this or that or a wall. Right, not right. Wall. And wall. everything is, <laughs> a, everything is a trick, right. I think, True. to take you from. It's a distraction. To, to, to take you from focusing on the real issue. Which is you. Which is you. Yeah, and if wow. everyone was just the best you, how different would our world be? Right, right, right. So, I, you know, I, I think you just follow the money and say, who benefits from the population That's not wild, thinking these things? Wild. Wild. But this, this is no, not a deal. No, no, no. no. There's a great quote. Every, let everyone sweep at their own front door. Yeah. You know? Nobody improves the world without first improving like the, the, improving themselves. And then the golden rule. Right. Right? So anyway. Yeah, well, that's great So the world's stuff. designed to prevent. And so, you know, I think that's where, you're, you know, you're, I would suggest the listeners need to start a revolution of one. And a revolution opt, of one. Yeah, opt out it. of the system. I think that's what we're going to call your episode. And opt out of the system and choose and opt into themselves <laughs> yeah right right and so instead of just becoming right. opportunistic and whatever comes their way literally start defining and uh, intentional so well, move to intentional so how many pages ways. is that pdf uh probably 20 20 pages yeah ladies and gentlemen <laughs> drew and and by the way he doesn't have to he's sold multiple companies he could just continue running around egypt <laughs> with his family 
But no, here, here, here he is taking the time to share with us, first of all, help other entrepreneurs, and, and what he's sharing is gold. And he, for himself, he's still looking at what what does the new year look like? And so this is just one of his habits. Uh, we got time for one more, and then we got to keep moving. We're rounding third here. We got to button this up. But I'm going to have you back in. This is extraordinary. <laughs> well, and, and I let me... Uh... Please do. So you want to, you want to, I can do another habit or I could even talk about like some of the learning. I feel like I've seen yeah, behind the veil. Whatever you want to talk okay, about. Okay. So the other, so just like we talked about school is for the masses. By the way, you project wonderfully. All right. Do I, you're trying to move. <laughs> Since we you, only have one mic. Yeah. No, it's great. So the other thing is entrepreneurs are, are being duped and they are playing the wrong game and it, they create disproportionate amount of value, but they don't get it. Got it. And so one of the things I learned in selling my company, I, I, I joined a group and we bought 40 companies. Wow. Um, and then we built what the guy who started had a $4 million business. It, it, it sold within three years for $1.5 billion. Wow. So that's a great return. It was a good return. One of the best. It became the private equity deal what, of the year. What type of... Business. Uh, mainly church focused, nonprofits focused, got schools, it, it. and not, uh, so those got three. It, it. So we were processing, I think, you know, billions and billions of got dollars it. through but our your platform. Your point is you want to share that there's this, there's this new way for an entrepreneur to look at the work that they're doing. Right. So go on. So, so what I found is, is particularly when they're going to sell or something that, that in many ways we're playing the wrong game. And the, the wealthiest people in the world, you know, if you look at like uh, income and what people make are private equity. And these guys and gals have like, you know, from a spreadsheet jockey perspective, take the value that these entrepreneurs create and capture it for themselves. Right. And as an entrepreneur who you know, built, you know, in 500, 5,000 fastest growing companies, this and that. And, and then being on that other side, I'm like, I got to figure this out. So I spent two years doing that. Right. And it's like, oh my God, like we bought a company that was doing 8 million in revenue for 30, I think $32 million. The day we bought it, it was worth $90 million to us. And so, uh, it, right. those are the things that it just blew my mind how little entrepreneurs understood right. value creation. Uh, and so I think in many ways, the thing that, that I'm excited about, and, and, you know, I took a, about a year off right. uh, after the sale, and I'm like, you know, what do I want to do with my life? Right. And it was really saying, hey, I want to help entrepreneurs see this and, and become the ones who experience way more value than they were in the prior. And right. so, so seeing that has been, a, you know, that's a motivating thing for me because right. I, I think entrepreneurs are, are people that are helping transform the world. And if they have the right culture, they're doing these right things. I mean, this is where most people spend most of their life is at work. And if we can create companies that are that are thriving, that are incredible, it actually is going to have a huge impact on the population. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I know there's a fairly large contingent of entrepreneurs who listen to the show. So that's a message they need to hear. Um, give me one of, and some people opt out of this one. Your worst habits or something you're trying to change. Yeah. Uh, and it's okay to opt out. No, this is embarrassing <laughs> for me. But um, I am a gamer. Really? Yeah, dude. It's oh, super embarrassing. <laughs> like, I, I literally will, you know, uh, go and play Xbox. I mean, I'll Are have... Like, what's that game the kids play? Not Fortnite. Fortnite? No, I'm I'm more uh, like The Division 2 is coming out. Oh, um, uh, Destiny... Um, I do like uh, like civilization. But that's yeah. great. I mean, look, so so some I, people, I, I spend far too much time. I mean, I've gone down and it'll be me right. and my my son who's in high school and his buddies. And he's like, we all have headsets on and we, and we're literally it's right. it's they call me dad. That's but I'm it's embarrassing because I'm yeah. a I'm, I'm in my forties right. and, right. and I'm right. I'm playing video games. Right. And it's it's bad because it's not just you know at times it goes past health because it helps distract me. When I'm not feeling good about certain things, I, I can go kind of get that distraction fix. And so some, I do use it. Yeah, that's actually helpful in some cases. Sometimes it's helpful, but I, but I think I go beyond helpful. And I also use it as a way to not lean into the things that I need to. Okay. But I'm still going to play. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you just 
We we have something. I'm, I'm oh, creating better we have boundaries. Something in the habit yeah. thing, yeah, with the controls yeah. and constraints. So so I've made commitments sure. to myself of how much or right. like what how time I'll stop. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So I'm trying to do that That's better. That's good. But yeah. I but I literally could you know. Play till one or two at night if that's I, crazy. which I don't. I mean, that's no judgment. That's there crazy. You, um, <laughs> you could judge. All right, we are almost yeah. home base. Uh, favorite? We talked about a few, few books. Yeah. Any, any other books? As we wrap this up, any books? And we we didn't get into, and we're just out of time. Right. This, which is why you're going to have to come back. We didn't even get into the card counting and that right. incredible story. I can't wait to hear. So. Any books you'd like to recommend that, uh, that are important, reads, anything that's influenced you? I mean, I'll tell you the things that I'm reading now that are impacting sure. me. And, 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 you know, I've, I've read thousands of books, so, I mean, I, I can't stop. I mean, I'm addicted to them. But I, I'm enjoying Michael Singer's The Untethered Soul and The Surrender Experiment. That's so crazy how um, much it comes up. So yeah. I do enjoy that. I really uh, enjoyed Deep Work by uh, Cal Newport. Um, so those are some of the ones, Great. uh, you know, there's attachment. I think, uh, Marshall Goldsmith has a book called triggers about creating behaviors that last, um, <laughs> habit. Yep. So you should, <laughs> so he does, he's one of the, I guess he's the number one CEO coach in the world and he created that book. So that, and I think that's helpful to understand your own triggers. That's funny. And then, uh, a guy named Paul Tripp created a book called new morning mercies that I read with my son in the morning. And it just sets your intention for the day and reframes kind of how you're, you know, thinking about things. Um, Beautiful. On the Theophostics side, I did mention the guy, Dr. Edward Smith, wrote a book called uh, "Healing Life's Hurts Through Your uh, Through Prayer." Got it. So that that was good. But I mean, I can go on and on. If you wanted to get into strategy or other stuff, I have tons of books I'd recommend on that too. Uh, not unless it's jumping out at your soul and you're dying to... Well, I, I would say this. This is a simple two books. If you had a business, I would look at. Um, Building a Story Brand and Winning the Story Wars. Those two books, I think, really transform how people should think about marketing and sales. Great. I hope our editor got that down. Um, all right. Well, we are just about to sign off. Before I thank you for what an amazing job you've done. A tech tool, gadget, website, something you can't live without day to day, other than the phone itself. Oh, man, I can't tech tool. I don't think I have any other than, you know, to do lists or reminders or calendar, you know, just just putting everything through those things. Yeah. I mean, is if there if there was one like Trello or I mean, I use Trello. I use all this, but I do need a good habit uh, tracker system. The habit factor. There you You go. That's what I need. You have that. Yes. You don't need it. Perfect. (laughs) Um. All right. Well, as I said, just amazing. Now, is there anything we can, obviously we're going to link to your website, which is beautiful by the way, but if there's anything you want to promote an upcoming book, well, when, if that ever hits the show, when that, not ever, we'll, we'll promote that. Um, but anything you want to promote, anything you want to say, you have parting, parting shot here. You know, I, I would just say if, if people have businesses and they're thinking about selling, um, you know, I would t- I would encourage them to go to goodmanson.com just because I think uh, there's a way different way that I've been able to you know, work with a couple companies who are getting two, three, four times the market rate value for their companies by this approach. You'd be you'd be not smart not to do that <laughs> if that applies to you. All right, Drew. As I said, fantastic. Thank you so much. Handshake yeah, over the mic. Fun. Absolutely brilliant, enlightening, and educational. Say goodbye. Thankful to be on season five. Thank you. (laughs) There you go. Today's episode is brought to you by audible.com. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. If there's one thing I know, and I think Jim Rohn was the one who said this originally in five years, The difference in your life will be largely based upon two things, the books you've read and the relationships you have fostered. Doesn't it make sense to take advantage of the downtime, whether you're on the road, on a run, in the gym, kill a couple birds with one stone, get a book going, 
It's phenomenal. It's I, the more people I turn on to it, the more uh, compliments I get. Not that I've actually done anything. 180,000 titles to choose from. You get one free book a month, 30% off any other book. Again, check it out. AudibleTrial.com forward slash habits to goals. I'm going to say that again real quick. AudibleTrial.com forward slash habits to goals. And that is the number two. And of course, when you support our sponsors, you are supporting the show. So thank you again. I am extremely grateful. We'll see you at the next episode.